Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. Let's talk about the art of being a woman or the art of femininity as today's guest puts it. Today I'm talking with Amanda Ferguson. She's the host of the Amanda Ferguson show and the creator of the prestigious online feminine woman Academy, where she teaches all things, feminine poise, presence, and power. And what I love about Amanda is that she is, well, what I love is she defines femininity as tender power. And I thought that was so good. And so we're going to dig into what that means. I think she has such a great approach. She's really created something amazing for women online. And she's dishing out all the wisdom, helping us kind of navigate all the different messages of what a woman's supposed to be and how we're supposed to be successful and what that looks like in today's culture and how to do that in a really healthy, holistic, and and honestly biblical way as well. So anyways, today's show is really power packed. I think you're going to love it. Uh, So without further ado, here is my conversation with Amanda Ferguson, all about the art of femininity. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Amanda, welcome to She, my friend. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. I am so thrilled. I think this is such, a, I love this topic that we're going to be talking about. I can't wait to dive into it. But before yes. we do, tell us a little bit of your background, what you do, why you're so passionate about what you do now. Oh, okay. Well, I am a wife, mom, uh, author, coach, where's <laughs> everything, speaker, <laughs> uh, target lover. <laughs> so, <laughs> So many different things, uh, but what I'm most known for is teaching etiquette and femininity. Hmm. And so I've been doing this for so many years, actually almost a decade now. Wow! And I'm super uh, duper passionate about it. And so people often ask, like, kind of how did I get started? And it's some kind of like a crazy story. But when I was around eight years old, my mom actually brought me an etiquette book, hmm. which is kind of like a, a weird book to bring <laughs> an eight year old. And I was super duper intrigued with it. I've always been an avid reader. Mm-hmm. And basically in the book, it said, if you know certain rules of etiquette, you can do anything, become anything. And I was pretty much sold from that point on as mm-hmm. a little girl. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Okay. I've never heard that. So I'm going, wow, I'm intrigued now. I a hundred percent understand why you were, why you were, why you were sold on that. That's so true. And now that you say it, I'm, I'm just like, okay, this is good. I have so many questions, but let's start with this. Um, how did you get started teaching etiquette? So that sounds like that's where you were kind of the idea was sparked or the passion was sparked, Mm -hmm. but was there a specific time in your career that you said, I'm going to go all in on this? Like, what did that journey look like? Well, I've always been, you know, curious, but when I was an adult, probably around the time that my husband and I started dating, I realized that I really wanted to get back into really learning uh, etiquette. And soon after we got married, I, you know, multi-passionate people can sometimes be all over the place. Mm -hmm. And so when we first got married, I tried kind of tried to jump into a lot of different business ventures. I was wanting to open up a boutique. I was making soap. I was doing all kinds uh, of things. I relate to that. <laughs> <laughs> and my husband was kind of like, I was really all over the place. And I was a flight attendant at the time as well. Oh wow! And so my husband was pretty much like, you know, babe, you have so much going on. I really want you to get back into the thing that you love the most. Mm. Uh, the thing that has always been in your heart since you were a little girl. And so that, kind of brought me back to reality uh at the point when I had multiple businesses I was just trying to do anything to just make some extra money Mm -hmm. but I realized that it really wasn't what I felt like I was called to do Mm -hmm. so around 2013 I went through my first certification then 2016 I went through my second certification Mm -hmm. and so I've been just doing it for a very long time Wow. I love it. That's such a cool uh, niche that you have and that you've really focused on and such a need and something that I think we've kind of lost sight of. Would you say that our culture seems to have lost sight of it a lot? Oh, for sure. For sure. Hmm. So, okay. So we're going to dig into it and help our culture remember. So let's start with this. Um, I want to know how you would define femininity and what that means to you. I think as that pertains to this conversation, but specifically let's talk on femininity for a second. Cause I think that's a huge part of what I want to dig into. All right. So a lot of people always, it's probably one of my most asked questions. What in the world is femininity? Mm-hmm. And I try to really define it super simple. And that is tender power. Mm. tender power radiating from the inside out because femininity is not just about wearing a dress or wearing heels or you know carrying a nice purse it's really that tender power that's radiating from the inside out Mm. that is so good femininity is tender power yes Yes. it's like a gentle strength (laughs) I love that I love that so why (laughs) do you believe that it's important to have this as a woman let's dig into that a little bit Because I believe that when God made us with a nurturing nature, God made us to be the nurturers, God made us to be, you know, the comforters. Mm -hmm. I believe that being a woman is such a beautiful uh, artist, you know, being graceful, everything like that. I just Mm -hmm. love it so much. But I feel like in this culture that it's it's been seen as a weakness, basically. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like that's why God really has me helping women get back to that artist femininity hmm. because he did make us to be those nurturers. When hmm. I see little girls walk around, you know, two and three years old and they have their babies in their hands, hmm. you know, we're, we're, we're just kind of born with this nurturing nature inside. And I feel like sometimes things come to uh, make us deviate from that nurturing nature, which I'm sure we'll get into that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that's my whole plan in life is to help people help women get back to that. Uh. So good. I'm curious why you why we why do you call it an art? 
why do we call femininity an art? Oh, I love it. So when you think about art, you think about beauty, mm-hmm. you think about uniqueness, and sometimes you even think about mystery. Mm-hmm. You know, if you ever go to a museum and some pieces of art you kind of look at it and you're like oh this is a little bit mysterious Mm. and I think that's the beautiful part about being a woman and tapping into our femininity is that I always tell people what I teach them is not to become a carbon copy of myself Mm. but to teach them how to tap into their own uniqueness into their own beauty into their own tender power even into their own mystery Mm. Uh, and that's the beauty of it wow okay so many things between thinking about tender power and then mystery too and just the Mm -hmm. the the appeal or the um the appeal of that and the and the intrigue that comes with that that I think let's talk about deviation for a second because you talked about how our culture has kind of deviated from the value of that and even like I think we're told like put it all out there you know um climb the top right like outdo everybody else like don't apologize for it um how do you feel or why do you think that that has that we've deviated so far from valuing that aspect of femininity and those, those aspects of the art of femininity. You know, so many different reasons. And I can even talk about my story for a little bit. Um, I'm pretty sure you're going to ask me the question, just kind of like how all of this really came Mm -hmm. together. Yeah. But a lot of it came from even when I was a little girl, I'm not sure how much you've heard of my story, but I went through sexual abuse as a, as a young girl. Um, by actually by my youth pastor, oh, <laughs> which geez. is a which is a totally different you know ballpark. Oh, yeah. Wow! And so I went through sexual abuse. I was also um, raised by a mom and a dad who were married, but my father was addicted to crack cocaine, mm. and so he was on drugs, and my mom was perpetually depressed. And so because of that, I had a lot of trauma and a lot of things uh, going through sexual abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse. And so where, you know, I was born to have this nurturing nature in me, I began to become very hard and very calloused. Mm -hmm. And I think in our society now, uh, when we go through so many traumas, whatever kind of trauma that we go through, because we've all been through traumas, Mm -hmm. all of us, Mm -hmm. we have the tendency to not... Um, be tender we have the tendency to allow whatever it is that we went through to allow us to become hard mm. or to make us not want to appear to be weak mm. and so because I went through so much abuse uh, I was preyed upon by so many different men I felt like you know what forget that I'm not going to be soft I'm not going to be feminine I'm going to be tough mm. nobody's going to get to me life is not going to get to me and I think we're in a society right now especially on social media where people can be mean mm-hmm. and cruel and um we're all going through so many things. Lots of women, we have a tendency to want to shut down. We don't want to be feminine. We don't want to be seen as soft. Mm. And so that's why I feel like um, God has used everything that I've gone through mm. to have a perspective for other women, but to show them, listen, we don't have to take on the world's perspective. We can mm. still be tender. We can still be soft. We can still walk in our womanhood, even after going through traumas. Mm. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next and I stayed on budget. 
Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14-karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50-80% to less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today so good and i 1000 percent agree with the it's almost like a defense maybe um when we have when we feel like we have to be hard and strong and we live in a world that's like yeah pull up your you know bootstraps and exactly. figure it out and um, i think there is you know it's it's tough because there is so much value in hard work and in determination and all of those things but i think that can very quickly be covered in than a hardness like almost like a yes. you have to be like a man to outdo a man or to uh, to exactly. succeed like a man and it's like mm-hmm. actually we are doing ourselves a disservice I think when we do mm-hmm. that um I I want to there's a lot of questions that I have just regarding this whole thing but um I, I would love to know what what is the most um maybe the easiest or the most common or the best step to take to start adapting the mentality to to treasuring our femininity rather than feeling like we have to fight it or show up as someone that we're not or be harsh or, you know, maybe even working through some past trauma. Like, 
where would you suggest someone starts if they're listening to this and saying, yeah, I'm hardened. Yeah, life has beat me down. Yeah, yeah. I've been feeling the pressure of the culture and the, and the empowerment that's really actually, I'm not even sure empowering me anymore. It's just making me really hard and tough and so focused on the next level that I'm missing the life that I have in front of me and the, and the mystery and the tender power that I want to tap into inside. Yeah, first I want to say I understand because um, uh, eight years ago, around eight years ago, my mom died mm. uh, of breast cancer. And I had never dealt with the grief of it ever mm. until last year. And so last year I released a video that I was finally deciding to grieve her death after mm. seven years. Mm. And so many women were coming to me saying, wow, thank you for showing up, mm. um, being vulnerable and transparent. So my first suggestion to to adapt this mentality first will be don't be afraid to deal with your past traumas mm. uh, there are so many people that are probably listening to them to, to us right now that are probably saying well uh, I dealt with that when I was 10 or mm. 15 or last month girl mm. I'm moving on like yeah. life is moving on forget this mm. but I always say whatever you, you kind of stop growing at the place of your last trauma mm. that you haven't dealt with and so even though we are getting older, uh, every single day where life is continuing to, go, continuing to go on, sometimes if we don't go back and deal with those past traumas, it will kind of stunt our growth. And every time I go back and I deal with the pain of a situation and I allow myself to feel the pain of it and grow through it, I, I see another layer of myself unfolding. Wow, that just totally convicted me. I'm like, do you just want to stop recording and do a therapy session with me? Because yes, I mean, <laughs> no, truly, I mean, I have recently been walking through a season of my own type of trauma that I've had to learn how to cope with um, yeah. physically and emotionally. And I think some things that I've wrestled with is a lack, a lack of the ability, like, like maybe not lack of ability, but almost like a delaying of a letting go. Like I'm like my, I said this to my husband the other day, I said, I actually don't think I can let go. Like that's one thing that I haven't been able to get my mind to do um, or to like fully accept. And I think it takes time. I know that's not something that happens within the first couple of months most of the time. Um, right. But I identified that recently and it's something that I realized this is going to hold me here until I get to that place where I do just fully release everything. Um, and I think that does, like you said, it, I know it stunts growth. And sometimes to even be aware of that is helpful to hear because it can be so mm -hmm. easy to think, yeah, but that's just my life, right? Like that's just where I'm at. And um, yeah. wanting to just kind of move forward and get going is kind of what we're told to do. I mean, in many ways, like we're told like, you go girl, you've got this, you, you're strong, like be strong. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, is that actually what strength is? Um, mm -hmm. I think that's another question to ask is like, what defines what strength is? And if we're talking about tender power, then that doesn't mean just you know, feeling it for a second, then moving on and getting on with our lives. It means allowing mm -hmm. ourselves to be broken open is what I'm discovering <laughs> yes. as much and as it's it sucks. Like that. It's, it's, it's uncomfortable because mm -hmm. when my mom died, I had to go back to work like three weeks later. Mm -hmm. So I was still a flight attendant at that time. I was like, I don't have time to pass out peanuts and Coke and cry on the mm -hmm. airplane. So let yeah. me just Let's, let's let me just get past it. But a lot of it, honestly, Jordan, was I didn't want to feel the pain of yeah. the grief. Yeah. Like I didn't want to I didn't want to sit in the pain mm -hmm. to me, like pain and crying can be painful. But I always mm -hmm. say 
it can be painful, but at the same time, it can be healing. Mm-hmm. I believe allowing ourselves to cry and allowing ourselves to feel that that pain is just a part of the the, the healing process that mm-hmm. sometimes I think we try to just push through so fast. Yeah, yeah. I could agree with that. That's for sure. Speaking and that's on- why one of my favorite scriptures is that he's near to the brokenhearted. Sometimes, um, you know, we want to see God in the happy times, but sometimes he wants to come right where we are in our pain mm-hmm. and be there right there with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So good. So good. Um, we on the topic of strength and we were just talking about kind of the cultural and societal expectation on women and um, even Mm -hmm. just the way that we tend to talk about all of this in a way that I don't know if is is the most helpful, but our culture often speaks on being a strong woman, empowering women, Mm -hmm. taking down stereotypes, all of those things. But I'm curious, like how does that, or how does living into your womanhood or your femininity play into this? Like, how do we do that when we are constantly hearing these messages that in many ways have a lot of elements of truth to them? I mean, I think we do Mm -hmm. want to be strong. We do need to empower one another. Um, I don't know if stereotypes, at least in the terms that they're talked about, are always helpful, but I'm just curious how your approach to womanhood and femininity and, and this kind of uh, how does that, how do, how do you balance, how do you figure that out? Like, if you know what I mean? I'm thinking from a listener's standpoint and I'm just like, right. are those things at odds with one another? Can they be in, in harmony? Like what's your take on that? They don't have to be. I believe that empowering women doesn't mean that we have to tear down men, which is why I don't subscribe to, uh, I've seen a lot of phrases that say the best, um, man for the job is a woman or women are better than men we can do anything that a man can do we can be better than a man i believe that we can fully walk in our womanhood without tearing the the role of the man down Mm -hmm. i believe that we can fully be fully confident fully present without feeling like we have to subscribe to this notion that uh women you know we're we're better than anyone else so Mm -hmm. when when everything came out, I think it was maybe a year or two ago that said the future is female. Uh, I was saying the future is male and female Mm -hmm. because while I believe that God is using women powerfully to do powerful things, of course, I also believe that he's using men as well. Mm -hmm. So just like me being married, I don't feel like (laughs) what I'm called to means that my husband has to take the back seat. Mm -hmm. Why can't we powerfully stand in our roles together Mm -hmm. and do whatever it is that we feel like we're called to do? So being feminine doesn't mean that you're weak. It just means that you embody a peace that you are confident in wherever you are, wherever you are, whatever your purpose is. You're not trying to I'm not trying to prove Mm -hmm. uh, to a man that I can be better than you. I'm not trying to prove to anyone else that I'm better. I'm just confident in who I am. Mm-hmm. And knowing that whatever I'm called to do, I can just be bold in that place in my purpose. Mm. Yes. Okay. So then this is my next question. Speaking of being bold and not necessarily weak as a feminine, you know, as you embrace your femininity, those are not synonymous. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm curious if there's a few ways um, to become more poised and powerful. I think that's probably the best way to put it. Um, As a woman, like those two things actually can go together and work together really well. I would, I would assume and argue from what everything that you're saying. Um, Oh yes. But can you give us a few ways to, kind of lean into being more of both, if that makes sense. 
Right. So I actually have a uh, three-step process uh, in my program called uh, Presence, Poise, and Power. So Mm -hmm. it transitions from presence, poise, to power. And basically, one way is this. It is to build up yourself internally, uh, especially dealing with confidence and low self-esteem. So when you look at poise, think about this. When a woman who walks in the room who is super confident, who you just feel like she's all the way together, people began to take notice of her. Uh, in my courses, I call it the it factor. Mm. Like if a woman walks in the room, you're just like, whoa, what is it mm. about her? There's something about her. What is it? Mm. And a lot of the times it has to do with internally how that person, how that woman thinks about herself. So think about this, because I dealt with low self-esteem for a very long time. And when I would walk in a room, basically, I would slump my shoulders. I didn't want to be seen. I felt like, you know, I wasn't good enough. And so I often tell my students, I want you to start speaking over yourself every time you go somewhere or even when you're walking around your house or your room. And I want you to start saying, I belong here. And so this is what I used to tell myself because I used to feel like I don't belong here. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Maybe I'm not good enough. And so I began to really deal with my internal dialogue because however you, whatever you're speaking over yourself, it comes out in uh, externally. However you're dealing with yourself internally, it comes out externally. So that's a big part of poise. It's very hard to have great poise when you're not telling yourself great things about yourself. Mm. Yeah. And then the next thing I would say would be to work on your posture. So because I realized as, as I began to grow in my confidence and my self-esteem began to get better, I realized that uh, my posture wasn't so good. Mm. So I always tell people, whatever you don't know, you can learn. Mm. And so one good way to work on your posture is to have a full length mirror and just watch yourself. Mm. Like I started noticing that I would slump my slump my shoulders or I would, you know, whatever kind of movements that I had that I didn't like. And so when mm-hmm. I started paying more attention to my my posture, mm-hmm. then my poise in, improved. Mm-hmm. And then number three will sound super simple, but it really is super simple, but it's super important when it comes to poise. Mm-hmm. And that is take your time. So I am a I love to walk fast. Mm. I love to do everything fast, talk fast. Yep, walk same. Fast. <laughs> same. <laughs> you know, I'm super sometimes when people listen to my shows, they're like, You're talking too fast. I'm like, sorry. I get that all the sorry. time. If I, like I think all negative reviews <laughs> on my podcast are like, Great content, you talk too fast. <laughs> But it's just because my mind is going so fast and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to keep up with the words, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, but taking your time when it comes to your poise is super important because you'll start noticing certain mannerisms that you have or certain things that you may do with your arms Mm -hmm. or your shoulders or your feet or things like that. So Mm -hmm. taking your time when you walk can really help with poise. Mm. Taking your time when you walk. That's a Mm -hmm. really good, I think that's a good practice for our mental health too, like beyond even just poise. You know what I mean? Like that's just healthy because I was, have you ever read the book? Um, oh gosh, now I'm going to blank on what it's called. I think it's called the, uh, I think it's called the ruthless elimination of hurry. I think that's where I've heard this before. No, I haven't. Okay. So it's a book by John Mark Homer. If I'm, I think I'm quoting this correctly, but I believe that's the book that we read this in, but he talked about how he noticed how whenever he was going somewhere, he was always in a hurry, like to get somewhere faster. Mm -hmm. It was all about like kind of 
reinstilling rhythms into your life. Um, mm-hmm. But anyways, he talked about the tendency to just walk fast. And he said, I finally just decided one day that I was going to try to walk slower and more intentional and notice things around me whenever I was on my way somewhere, especially if I wasn't running late. What, what's the reason to run or, you know, basically run when you're walking. And right. he said that helps slow down my thinking. It helps slow down. Like there was just such an interesting correlation between the pace at which you're moving your body to the pace at which you are able to, you know, function mentally and cognitively. Um, yeah. And I just think that's so true. Like it's so healthy for our souls. It's so healthy for our minds, but our, our world's telling us like, go faster, go faster, go faster. And so we just hurry along. So anyways, I love that suggestion. I think it's so practical and it's something we can all do wherever we're at. Exactly. I've actually been right there right now in the season of my life. I've, I've called the season of my life stillness. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been really still. I haven't been doing every once in a while. I'll think I need to make a social media post. And then I'm mm-hmm. like, ah, no, I don't. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> it's okay. Um, but I've been really still and really quiet and just really peaceful and just just enjoying this season of stillness, stillness mm-hmm. that I never knew that I actually needed. I mm-hmm. can't say that I've had it. Uh, in a very long time, but mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Sometimes just slowing down can give you so much peace and so much clarity and so much direction. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm loving it. Mm, so true. So I can, much I feel... so that I was like, you know what? I may not really be on social media very much at all, which is not <laughs> like me, but I'm really enjoying my break. I'm only oh, on social good. media three days a week now. That's so, so good. And I think such a healthy yeah. discipline, truly. I mean, it really is. I um, One thing that I was going to say is, we okay so what you were talking about with just being still I think 2020 is just for so many of us forcing us to pause because every time like I keep saying this year the first half of this year it felt like I would take one step forward and then two steps back and then one step forward and then Mm -hmm. two steps back and I'm like you know what I think I'm just gonna chill I think I'm just gonna (laughs) keep my hands open and try not to like fall apart, you know? And so I think we need those seasons. And unfortunately, sometimes for some of us, um, myself is who I'm talking about right now, but you know, for many of us who are high achievers and performers and, you know, very, um, or high performers, high achievers, it can be really easy to just like, go, 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 go. And sometimes like life is the thing, like when life knocks you down or, you know, the circumstances in the world knock you down. It's like mm-hmm. we sometimes have to be forced to pause. And that's really yeah. painful. I think we I'm learning like, man, I'd much rather be more proactive about choosing this next time. Thank you, God. Um, but it is kind of <laughs> opening my eyes to the importance of saying I don't need to show up all the time and be available all the time. I can take a few days off every week. I can, you know, kind of create that boundary. Um, yeah. And it's a really needed thing. So I'm really thankful that you are sharing that even from your own personal experience because it gives us permission to be human as mm-hmm. we pursue our dreams to be women to prioritize the things that matter most in our life without neglecting mm-hmm. our dreams all in, all completely, but also not mm-hmm. pursuing them from a place of burnout, not pursuing them exactly. from a place of, you know, constant need to achieve. So yes, anyways, yes, I love it. It's just understanding what season you're in. Sometimes, you know, you may be in the go, go, go. Sometimes you're just like, okay, I need to sit by, yeah. you know, some water and just, mm-hmm. just chill. You yeah. Know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. This is the last thing I want to know, but this is a little bit of a different question, but I'd love to know if there, I'm sure that I know in our culture and just in our world, it's this is kind of a challenging topic to talk about. I think like you said, it's often viewed as weakness or we're told don't play into stereotypes or whatever that looks like. Um, Mm -hmm. But I would love if you can share like what has been the most difficult part of teaching this 
to women? Have you come up, have you come up against challenges? Are there recurring challenges or is there something that really stands out as the most challenging piece to doing this? Well, by the time I'm really teaching it, if, if the women are in my courses, I don't really have a problem. Uh, before they get into my courses, I usually have a lot of questions. And I think one of the most difficult part has been uh, women being triggered by uh, something that I may say because mm-hmm. of their past trauma. For example, I always give the example that when my husband and I were dating, um, he uh, we were getting ready to go out on a date and he didn't like my shirt. And this is, I like to tell this story because this uh, scenario almost made me break up our engagement. Actually, we were actually engaged hmm. and we were getting ready to go somewhere. And he was like, I don't like your shirt. I want you to be like change and put something else on. Now it seems super silly, but I blew up and went bananas, crazy pants. And he wanted me to change my shirt. And actually, I took my engagement ring off. Mm. And I know all your listeners are like, okay, you are crazy pants. <laughs> I, I think some of them might be like, you go, so. girl. I mean, I don't know. I think <laughs> we're all we're all in different places <laughs> with this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And, but the problem was, it wasn't that he asked me to change my shirt. It was because I went through a lot of uh, trauma with my mom, a lot of uh, uh, really emotional abuse, times when I would really try to get dressed up and I felt like she was she would criticize me or be very condescending. Mm-hmm. And so when he t- asked me to change my shirt, my mind immediately went back to my relationship with my mom. And so I was triggered. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't understand why you know, something as simple as a shirt would kind of set me off to be so triggered. Yeah. Um, but for me, I didn't hear shirt. For me, I heard my mom's voice. They said, you know, you're, you're not good enough. You're mm. not pretty enough. You're not this enough. Mm. So a lot of my difficulty has come from uh, some of my free teachings or some of my uh, Facebook lives or whatever, me teaching certain things. And a woman may hear me teaching it, but it will trigger something in her. Maybe something that um, her or her ex-boyfriend said or something that someone said when she was abused or some type of trauma from her childhood. So lots of times women come to me and they say, you know, I didn't like you at first. I didn't like your teachings, but it's because I was triggered in a different way. Hmm. But because I've been through so many traumas, I always say that God uses everything because I've been through so many traumas. I don't take it personal. Hmm. I understand the root and it helps me really become a better coach and a better teacher for them because I I really understand where they're coming from. So I never get offended when they're just like, I don't like you. Hmm. (laughs) I never get offended. I'm just like, you know what? I I understand. Um, And if you let me, I can I can help you and we can go on this journey together. Hmm. And because of that, that I've, you know, it's just been amazing over the years. Mm, so good. So good. Mm-hmm. Wow. Amanda, you have just poured so much wisdom on us. And I know that there are challenges, but I love your heart for, well, and I think when you go through trauma, when you go through hardship, it does soften you in a way. Um, yes. it, it strengthens it you. It does. It yeah. makes you more sensitive. It gives you a, a perspective of empathy to look at the world through. And yes. I think exactly. that is so needed and I, it, it makes you so well suited to teach this kind of thing. I absolutely love it. Um, would you be willing to share just to kind of close, where can everyone find you if they want to learn more? Um, if they want to dig into your work or just learn more of your teachings, what's the best place to connect with you? Well, you can always connect with me on Instagram at Mrs. Amanda Ferguson. I have a podcast called The Amanda Ferguson Show 
where, you know, I talk a lot about to show dedicated to faith and femininity. Mm-hmm. And also my course, uh, femininewomanacademy.com. Uh, mm-hmm. It's closed now or whenever you're listening to this and maybe open or closed, but you're definitely welcome to go and check it out. Awesome. Awesome. Amanda, thank you so much for your time and thank you for blessing us with your wisdom and for, and for just being on the show. It's such a blessing to chat with you. <laughs> thank you for having me, Jordan. I had a blast. Absolutely. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content And it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less.